Marketplace is supported by Putnam Investments, recognizing the value of financial advice since 1937. Putnam Investments, a world of investing. Produced in association with the University of Southern California. Numbers don't always tell the whole story, you know. Like this one, we learned today the economy has been growing for 15 straight months. So if that's not enough to really end a recession, what do you have to do? From American Public Media, this is Marketplace. Marketplace is supported by Reputation Defender, protecting online privacy by monitoring the web and removing your personal data from websites that sell it. ReputationDefender.com And by Progressive Insurance, helping people shop for car insurance at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and Progressive.com. From the Frank Stanton Studios in Los Angeles, I'm Kai Ruthell. It is Friday today, everybody, the 29th of October. Good, as always, to have you here. The White House wasted no time in taking note of today's report on gross domestic product, five straight quarters of positive economic growth. But the president's top economic advisor, Austin Goolsbee, did offer a caveat. Faster growth, he said, is needed to bring down the unemployment rate more quickly. So if an annual growth rate of 2% isn't enough, what is? We asked our senior business correspondent, Bob Moon, to take a stab at finding out what the number might be and how we might get there. It's simple mathematics, really. To come up with a growth rate that's high enough to start putting Americans back to work, we need to factor in how productive those who do have jobs have been. Chris Lowe is chief economist at FTN Financial. Productivity is essentially the rate of growth at which companies are evolving to get more product out of fewer people. In other words, much of the demand for goods and services is being absorbed by those already employed. And until demand outpaces the number of workers that companies are getting by with, the rate of growth isn't fast enough. Right now, productivity is running at a 4% rate. So we need GDP growth of 4 to 4.5 just to pull the unemployment rate down. How we get there isn't such a simple equation. At Decision Economics, Managing Director Kerry Leahy says it would help to sell more goods and services overseas. Our manufacturing exports are on the rise. But the catch-22 is other countries, notably China and Germany, are counting on the same thing. If everyone tries to uh, run a trade surplus, <laughs> you got to have somebody run trade deficits. And at High Frequency Economics, Ian Shepardson says even if we do sell more abroad, it won't be enough. Bearing in mind that exports only comprise about 12% of GDP, it's pretty clear that that's not going to be the salvation. The U.S. really is a big domestic economy, and what we need is domestic spending, and what that needs is domestic credit. Not only so consumers can spend more, he says, but also to prime the pump for small businesses that employ half of all American workers. I'm Bob Moon for Marketplace. Somewhere out there today, some bank manager someplace is about to have his Friday afternoon completely wrecked. Fridays are when federal regulators come in and close down troubled banks. Miami-based Bank United went belly up after filling up on risky adjustable rate mortgages a couple of years ago. The FDIC took it over, sold it off to a group of private equity firms about a year and a half ago. Today, those investors said they are ready to take Bank United public again. Marketplace's Janet Babin reports. Usually, profitable banks absorb other banks, but the government sold Bank United to a group of private equity firms for about $900 million. In the first half of this year, the new owners made more than $100 million in net income. Not a bad return on investment in 18 months. Bank United's buyers included heavy hitters like Blackstone and the Carlyle Group. The FDIC handed Carlyle a multi-million dollar gift. 
That's Jack Oblin, chief investment officer of Harris Private Bank in Chicago. He says the government's Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation was supposed to make sure the investors shored up the bank's value, but instead... Most of the heavy lifting was done by the FDIC. They handed off, guarantee the first 80% of the downside, and uh, virtually uh, hand the buyer a, a pretty much a clean slate. It cost the government $5 billion to unload the bank, but it could have been worse. could have been stuck with billions more in losses. But the FDIC set up some limits. The private equity firm had to hold on to the bank and run it. Now that the bank's going public, the investors have a chance to recoup their money.